It's beautiful Princess Leia and beautiful Princess Catherine. Mamma mia. You guys, you number one. Woohoo! Oh, yeah, number one. Ho ho. Wait to see it, bro. Here we go. Woohoo! Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 413. And on the show this week, we're going to be talking about a legend retiring. We've Not got me. more. I know. We got more games no. releasing early. What? Never. Never. No, what? Simon can never retire. <laughs> oh. Here forever. <laughs> We've got more games releasing early and a report that toxic gamers are. As we all assumed, Toxic. bad for business. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, I'd like to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good yourself. I'm excellent. Joelle, what's up? Hello, hello. I'm uh, trying to keep cool because we're hitting triple digits down here. Oh, Woof. damn. Woof. Woof. Welcome back, Simon. I'm glad Hello. you're feeling better. Yeah. yeah, glad to be back. Happy to derail the intro again. So yeah, you know, that's what you do. That's what you do best. Of, part of the I love charm. it. I love it. Let's get through some housekeeping before we get into the crew check-in because I want to know how Simon's camping trip was. So, <laughs> It'll be so if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. All right, crew check-in time. Yeah, Simon, camping. How was it, bud? <laughs> so uh, what was supposed to be a week-long camping trip turned into a staycation doing stuff in Montreal because uh, it rained the whole fucking time. Aww. So, uh, yeah, cool. we were supposed to uh, <clears throat> leave on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was like, oh, it's going to rain like all day, Tuesday or whatever. So we'll just go the day after. And then on Tuesday, it's like, hey, no, actually, it's going to rain all day today. I'm like, okay. And, and then, oh, no, actually, it's going to rain all day Wednesday. Oh, okay. And we're like, we're in a tent. And uh, so that wasn't fun. So we ended up just um, staying at, well, not staying in, uh, in Montreal. Basically, we... Uh, Went to the biodome. We went to the movies. We went uh, to the casino. So we did a lot of um, a lot of things. Just kind of like staying around in and around the uh, where we live. Um, just because that's what ended up happening, unfortunately. So. Mm. <laughs> and then um, I got COVID. <laughs> so Double I bummer. <laughs> so like, like literally the Sunday before going into work, the day after, I'm like. <clears throat> My my throat's a bit scratchy. This is uh, this isn't really fun. And then the morning after, I'm like, oh god, okay, this is not cool. And then it just kind of hit me. And uh, so I've been on and off all of last week, pretty much uh, trying to deal with it. Still a bit, uh, you know, my voice is still a bit kind of uh, in there, but um, 
Now my girlfriend has it, and she's sitting next to me. So if you hear coughing or sneezing or whatever, it's it's her. You know. Okay. I uh, <laughs> I uh, I gave it to her, but um, I mean there was a lot of gaming during that time. So uh, I I played a lot of games. I caught up on a lot of things. I tried a lot of different things, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it whenever cool. we're we're at that place. Excellent, Catherine. What have you been up to? Uh, I did my yearly uh, batch of. Spaghetti sauce. Into the Jantaro market, got a giant bucket of Roma tomatoes, came home, did some spaghetti sauce, did some pizza sauce, and as it, as it is tradition when I make sauce, I then made lasagna. Yeah, it looked really um, good. Yum. Mm-hmm. And Go to uh, our Discord channel to see photos on Girls on Grub channel. <laughs> uh, and I'm actually looking at it, and Phoenix posted that he's making sauce from tomatoes from his garden. So he yeah, helped me. I want to do that too. Oh. We have a big batch uh, that 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 we have, and I, I'm going to do that next, probably this mm. weekend. Fantastic, Joelle. So, what have you been up to? I uh, I've been. What was I up to? Oh, oh, I remember. Uh, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I, Who am I? I, I what is this? That I'm changing jobs. Like the work week is a bit bonkers because I'm just trying yeah. to like get everything handed over before I leave, and I'm just like peace out. <laughs> um, last day is this Friday. Last day is this Friday. Wow. Be, Exciting. Be just, like going in and giving them my stuff, and here's my computer and everything, and then um they have to make sure like to deactivate me from all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Drop the mic and walk out. Don't steal all their information. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but so so I um, had kind of a busy week. My cousins were in town, so I went over to see them. And then we watched some of the... um, I like to follow uh, soccer or football and um, watch some of the Women's World Cup. Mm. And uh, so I was keeping track with that. I did get up. Um, It was 5 a.m. for me on Sunday (sighs) to watch the final game. (sighs) I did do that, and then I went back to bed. Um, oh, that's smart. <laughs> I was just like, I'm sleepy. So I went back to bed, and uh, yeah, I had dinner with a friend, so it kind of did some socializing and caught up, and then I had a marathon Diablo session. Oh, nice. With um, with my my boyfriend and his buds, and we, we played for like six hours. It was, nice. Nice. It was, a long, it was a long one. I was like, I'm Love not that. getting anything done that I need to get done today, so I still have to do laundry. And cook and all that stuff, but it was it was. Eh. Fun. Oh. These days are nice every once in a while. Yeah, yeah it, you it know. was. It was. I was like, oh, I'm like, I guess I'm doing this all day, and I was like, all right, this uh-huh. is it. Cool. Uh, last night I went and saw the Drag Race Live Work the World oh, Tour, nice. which is so cool because oh. I have been I've been to a few drag shows. I brought my sister. It was her very first drag show, mm. but we are. Well, Elisa's definitely a fan. I am a super de duper Uber fan. I watch tons of YouTube videos, follow a lot of the queens on social. Um, I just love the show. And it was like this was made for me because not only was it Drag Race and had like as a super Uber duper fan, you know, all the ins and outs and, you know, memes mm-hmm. and inside mm-hmm. jokes and whatever. It was Matrix themed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the wow. whole like story going on was about oh them gosh. kind of being in the network 
spelt W-E-R-K, of course. Okay. And uh, yeah, had that very like Matrix theme and a lot of like they like made parody of a lot of scenes from the Matrix. Like even that one where um, uh, where um, Neo wakes up with the computer talking to him Mm -hmm. and opens the door and then talks and then opens the door and he has to follow the white rabbit. And he's like, what the heck is this? And then the girl turns Uh around and it's the tattoo on her back that like they parodied that and everything. So like (laughs) it was just lots of fun. And the music was like. The way the way that they kind of do it is they have like originals mixed in with bits and pieces of like known tracks, but there was a lot of stuff for the Matrix soundtrack, kind of like nods in there. That's um, cool. So yeah, it was amazing, and I That's love awesome. it. And I can't wait for another one to come through. And I want to go see the show in Vegas. And uh, yeah, is it a permanent show? Race. Yeah, they have one at the. I think it's at the at the Flamingo. Is the permanent show? Uh, I yeah, tell you. So cool. So yeah, it was really good fun. And I got to do it with my sister. We went out, we had a real girls night. We went out and had dinner and cocktails and then went and saw a drag show. And it was fun. Phenomenal. But yeah. Um elsewise it's been a pretty good week. Very busy with work. To the point where you guys mm. got to get lots of gaming in. I didn't. <laughs> so I'm really I'm gonna live vicariously through you. I installed games and started to play, but didn't get very far at all because I just didn't have the mental capacity. And other things like Drag Race took me away from that. Um, but I'm curious to see how our fantasy critic is going. And I know, Simon, it's been a... Have you been watching it? Because, like, games have been releasing and stuff. Uh, Are you kind of waiting till you come back and, and hear not it on the pod? The, well, I mean, I, I looked at, uh, at both of them today, actually. <laughs> and, uh, I, I like I said, I've given up on the community one. But for the... Um, <laughs> but for the... Uh, uh, just the podcast team one. I'm. I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're projected to take second. Yeah. yeah, it's all really close. So on to the girls on games podcast one. Um, the order as of right now is Cat, me, Joel, and Simon. But the projection um, is actually Cat, Simon, Joel, me. Uh, which is very interesting. Let's go and see if any moving and shaking happened over the course of the week. I think we're all full, dun, right? Dun, 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 dun. No. I no, think I have one we're left. not. There was definitely... Yeah, okay. So last week we were talking about a bunch of things, right? Um, about how does it work with drops and all that kind of stuff. So right now, uh, last week we were talking like, how does this work? Can we do it? And I was able to drop two games. I dropped Rift of the Necrodancer and Plucky wire because they were both moved to 2024 oh, okay. so now at least i have a little bit of playing so room can i, to pick so some I stuff could drop up. these as well i, could I drop think two so as well? i don't know if the ones the ones that we have like counterpicked can be dropped but we'll have uh, to see. probably not yeah yeah i'm not sure <laughs> yeah. um son of a bitch then i believe tartalette games is Catherine, and on august 20th she picked up the talos principle mm. two with a bit of five dollars so we have seen some movement, uh, but yeah. So yeah, Simon, give it a go. If you want to try and drop anything that has zeros and try and pick something else up. No, well, the only ones that I wanted to drop have been counter. I'm fucked. Oh, uh, okay, that's too bad. <laughs> but now I have two spots left in mine now. Uh, Simon, you still have one left. Cat is full. And Joelle, you have one spot left. I have one left. 
One left. Yeah, I'm 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 looking for uh, an indie release or something that yeah kind mm. of yeah. Yep. catches my yep. eye because at this point mm-hmm. like all the big AAAs and stuff have been taken so yeah I'm gonna try to find something that's a bit less and you know out there and see what I can come up with yeah mm. since the Nintendo announcements I haven't seen any new like big ass games anything or big, yeah. no I haven't nothing either. like indie that's like interesting see sea of stars hype worthy so yeah, i yeah, kind of yeah. grabbed yeah yeah at this point i just kind of grabbed stuff that i liked just to feel yeah. now you can uh, go in and look at games and see like things that people mm-hmm. haven't picked in the league yet and kind of where their hype level is according exactly to fantasy critic yep. um so that's an opportunity if you're just looking to find something right because you know we are coming close to the end of August, you know, we are going to hit fall game release season. And then we pretty yep. much have September, October, November, and maybe a touch of December, right? There's not too much time left. No, I was yeah. going to kind of see what happens September, like beginning-ish of September. And then I was mm. going to make my decision. But I I only have one. But for the other one, I have I have a bit of work to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you're talking about the community, eh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go over to the community. So we've mm-hmm. got IRR Gamer in first, Phoenix in second, Joelle in third, Darth in fourth, Albay in fifth, me in sixth, Simon in seventh, and Tim in eighth. Um, Simon, I I understand why you gave up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I yeah, feel do you? you? Do you? <laughs> I see it. I see it. Um, let's go look at the history and see if any moving and shaking went on in here. Um, yes. Um, let's see. Uh, Joelle, you managed to drop Rift of the Necrodancer. Makes sense. Yep. Um, you also managed to drop Senua Saga Hellblade 2. And you yep. also managed to drop Final Fantasy 7, no, 8 Rebirth. No, 7 yep. Rebirth. Man, seven. I hate to... Uh, Hey, Roman numeral sometimes. Um, yeah, now you've got three more spots to fill. I know. I have a lot. I have a lot of spots. <laughs> uh, like, how much uh, money do you have left to spend? Um, I have 58 bucks. Not bad. Not bad. No, no, I, I'll, I'll fill. I'll fill it. I'm just trying to I have to like sit down and kind of think about it and maybe do some research. research. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. So, yeah interesting to watch it play out and we've got some games coming immortals of avium uh is scheduled to release tomorrow is today the 21st yeah it's scheduled to release tomorrow i did see something a news alert of that pop up my inbox today so makes sense um that pat has it on his publisher list uh darth has blasphemous 2 then simon you have armor core 6 um, Which comes out Tuesday, Thursday, the twenty fifth, Friday. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> yep. nice. I, I'm, gosh, it's uh, I mean, I'm waiting for reviews, but I, it's gonna be rough to not pick it up, even at that uh, big, big full price. God, yep. mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent. I bought, I just bought an SSD for my PS5 because it was at a good price, so mm. I have to install that sucker before I download. I'm uh, core, but yeah. I'm really excited because they announced that finally, for the first time, FromSoft are gonna is making is making um, Armored Core. The first game is gonna be 120 FPS <clears throat> and uh, ultra widescreen support, and I have an ultra oh. widescreen, so that's gonna be 
and nice because uh wow. like you have to like even for Elden Ring you got to like download a mod and play the game offline it's like the whole thing mm. uh, but actually yeah uh, it's going to be the first ultra the first game to officially support ultra wide so I'm kind of kind of looking forward to that that'll be <laughs> sick yeah mm. are you going to stream it at all me why would I stream I don't I don't I don't stream you stream sometimes. I you streamed uh, like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, once in a while you hop on and. Uh, I yeah. mean, maybe on maybe on Discord I could do like a, a night or two of, of streaming uh, streaming the game. <clears throat> could That'd be, be fun, cool. but, That'd be but cool. I don't know if I'd stream to randos. No, oh, we can do a little preview <laughs> yeah. in our Discord. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. yeah When you then- stream it, then is it the widescreen? No, that you share. Uh, I don't. I don't know, actually. I think I need Discord Nitro to stream at like full resolution, anyways, which I don't have Nitro. So, but maybe for a month, I can I can try it. Mm. We'll see. Cool. cool. Let's continue talking games since that's what we're here to do. Uh, Catherine, how goes your adventures in Baldur's Gate Three? Uh, I made it to the other end of the Underdark, and the game was like are you ready to move on to the next chapter? And I was like, no. And I backed away and I <laughs> fucked around the other dark for I an don't extra think two so. hours. No. How dare uh, you? Yeah. The no, fact it's that still... it tells you is nice. So that you can yes. make that choice. It's a hard choice to make, but at least you were offered the opportunity. Well, it's just like, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm holding. Like, I didn't go back a lot. So I had a lot of quests item in my inventory or quest stuff. So... I just like double back and I went and um, yeah, I'm really enjoying some of the choices they make you make basically choosing between factions, you know, like early in the game, there's goblins versus druids and the underdark. There's like, which one of these two, two terrible factions would you like to help? And you're just like, I went with the mushrooms because I'm a druid. Um, <laughs> What's the other option? For those of us not playing, if it wasn't the mushrooms, who are you going for? It was the Dwergar, they're deep, deep no, uh, not deep gnomes, deep uh, dwarfs. Oh. But the Underdark is like um, a very hostile environment. Therefore, people tend not to be friendly. They tend to be suspicious and try to hoard resources mm. and things like that. So, now I like how the game is not. Because that's the thing I didn't like about certain Bioware game. It was obvious, like for uh, especially Mass Effect Three, which option was the Renegade, which option which one was the uh, I forget the name, but the Goody Two Shoe Par- option. Par- Paragon. P- Paragon. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, and Dragon Age was pretty easy to see. This one is very much more muddled, much more gray. Um. But sometimes you can tell after you do something, which one of your party member approves of something or disapproves of something. And, you know, one of them is a bit of a dick. And like when he disapproves, I'm like, I think I made the good choice. (laughs) (laughs) You like use him as like your moral marker. (laughs) Yeah, there's two of them that I'm like, y'all are dicks. So if you're unhappy, you know, I think my moral compass it is. But it's not as it's definitely has more nuance in it. But um, no, I'm having a lot of fun. I already want to do a second playthrough. So I'm not as stuck with like doing everything or my decisions or maybe seeing all of the side stories of the 
of my uh, companions because I already see a great value in doing a second playthrough. Mm. Mm -hmm. Completely different. Probably mm. more on the eel side. Because mm -hmm. um, right now I'm playing like cautious, hippie type of goody two-shoe druid. I think next one I might do like an evil cleric or an evil paladin. Like I might go into some shit. Um, <laughs> some <because> shenanigans. Apparently, <laughs> apparently this game can get really dark if you wanna. Nice. And I'm like, I might dip my toes into it. So I'm, I'm going to spend hundreds of hours on this game, easy peasy, but I'm not, I don't think I'm going to spend as much time on a single save like mm. I usually do. Try I think this one, I'm like, there's a lot of replay value. Yeah. And also I started a game playing with Pascal. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. we haven't. Really? Not with Pascal, with, with, with my girlfriend. Okay. I was like, is he playing the game three times? No, 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 no. <laughs> My girlfriend. But yeah, it, it's also completely different when you play with somebody. So yeah. mm. it's nice. Like, I think it would be good to play like four people, like a full party. Like, fuck Apparently the companions it's, and it's their pretty story. It's pretty insane and like confusing yeah. and intense playing with a full party. So. That sounds like every game of D&D I've ever been in. True. <laughs> true. But apparently like two people is like pretty much like the, the most... Like the, 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 the best. best you can get in terms of multiplayer, so the sweet but yeah, spot. four could be crazy for sure. Yeah, um, and I was talking with a friend, and he because you can respec all the characters, your yep. character, um, the pre-made characters, your party members. You can make them uh, multi-class, so you can really like control everything. Um, and a friend of mine decided to make an all bard party, and he oh. calls himself the Githyankers. <laughs> um, and we were talking about playing on which difficulty and you know like most of my friends play on balance and there's like it's a pretty good challenge and somebody was trying to play on the hardest setting and he was like it's, it's too rough like yeah mm -hmm. and I was like oh I'm playing on the easiest because for the first playthrough I just want to see the story right I was mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know it's challenge if and if it gets too easy I'll bring it back up and my friend yeah. was like yeah I'm playing on the easiest and it's still hard I was like what are you doing he's like Life's hard for the Githyankers, and then I realized he <laughs> fucking did it. He had an all bard party, and the balance was all off. But he was committed. Oh man, committed. Um, so I'm like, salute to you. But like, that's the beauty of D and D in a D and D based game. Mm -hmm. I love so that. honestly, like, of all the praise and of all the reviews and everything, it deserves it. Honestly, um. I've talked like to some people that tried to play it or got it refunded and didn't like it. Mm. And honestly, it had nothing to do with the game, but everything to do with their tastes. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's fine. That mm. happens. Mm. That yeah. happens. Cause like, I'm not a fan of the last of us. Um, because yeah. I don't like spooky, spooky anxiety games yep. and mm. the dystopian setting. I don't like it. I can. Yeah. It's I not don't what like you're, you're expending yeah. your, very exactly. slim, relaxing time doing. Oh, I did so the same what? thing with Five Nights at Freddy's. I returned it. I tried it, and I was like, "Fuck oh, no!" <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, uh, I like watching people play that game. That's hilarious. But like, I don't, I don't yeah. want to play that game. Yeah. Anyway, I, I told my friend, I'm like, don't, don't waste your time on it. Like, if you don't yeah. like D and D, if you don't like this yeah. idea of like roll the pass fail and mm -hmm. the roll for success, I'm like, don't, don't fucking waste your time on it. Just yeah. watch a let's play online if you want to see mm -hmm. the story and. Actually, yeah. play games you want to play. There's so like many I'm, games out there. Yeah. There's so many. 
Anyway, as a D&D nerd, Baldur's Gate 3 is what I've wanted to play for the past 20 years. And I feel like, because I started playing it a little bit too. Well, I played four hours with my girlfriend, and I I literally started a a character um, like alone. Um, But I haven't played it. I only created him just kind of get the thing going. And um, like, if you don't already have kind of a, a... a base into what D&D is and how it works and how the dice rolls work and how like all of this is set up then you're going to be extremely confused because they don't yeah. explain anything really they assume mm. that you know how D&D works and that you've mm. played D&D before or any type of <clears throat> tabletop RPG kind of game with dice and, and, and rolls and stuff uh, so. or, or that like you're newbie. heavy into no it's not, not newbie, newbie friendly, friendly. Yeah, not newbie at all friendly. if you've never played a tabletop RPG uh, I mean you can definitely learn like you know learning the basics of Dungeons and Dragons is not super difficult, but like, and it's in a video game environment, so it's easier as in, you know, you don't have to actually physically have stuff, you know, you can do everything online, but um, it's still, you know, combat, you really have to you know, you're playing D&D, so, you know, we have to be at the correct distance, you can't be too far, you gotta make sure that, you know, if, if you're, if you wanna, you know, play a rogue, and if you roll for advantage, you need to understand how that works, and, mm. you know, there's this whole, the, the whole mechanics of Dungeons and Dragons are inside that game, but there's zero explained, so you really um, gotta Yeah, the, on, the onboarding is fucking terrible. Yeah, um, Considering that you have to, like, A, make your own character... And then B, control a party of four characters that all have their different classes. Different abilities. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they went with, like, you know, something to balance the party. Um, so the four characters that you can get early game is the cleric, which can heal you, uh, the fighter for a tank, the wizard for DPS, and then the rogue for DPS and for, like, lockpicking and shit. <clears throat> and then you build your party according to what your character is and, mm-hmm. you know, balance mm-hmm. it. And later on, you get the warlock and... You can get the bar, meet a barbarian, and um, anyway, and like if you don't know what these classes do, these people mm-hmm. just join your party, and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know um, who looks the because, coolest, exactly, yeah, yeah. or who's that the most would be fuckable. How I would play. <laughs> yeah. Who and, looks uh, the coolest? The coolest, Asterion. Um, and and um, if uh, but if you've played high fantasy game, you get like yeah. it's just yeah. it's not. It's obvious when you meet Gale that he's the wizard, but the other two, I wasn't sure what they were. Mm. Um, at first, I thought Shadowheart was possibly a paladin or um, a fighter, but turns out she was a cleric. And I put yeah. her, like, I was like, go get hit. And I was like, oh, no, that's my healer. Come back. Um, so it's not obvious. So yeah. it's, no, it does, the one one thing that Baldur's Gate does terribly is onboarding or any kind of tutorials. It's really made for... okay. Fans of D&D or fans of CRPGs. If you've played mm-hmm. a lot of CRPGs and It'll even like Divinity Original Sin and um, Pillars of Eternity, which are not D&D based, but they're highly ex- inspired by those old like D&D games like Baldur's Gate and uh, yeah. Neverwinter Nights. You can mm-hmm. kind of like sort of get into it because you expect these kinds of deep system where you're going to have to read a lot and figure out how the class works and uh-huh. how mechanics work. Mm-hmm. Um my like, onboarding for Baldur's Gate was seamless because I played D&D 5e. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I think one of the main things that I was talking to someone who 
understood but not really into it it's like combat's really boring because he like you can't go into combat expecting that it's gonna be like this high action thing and and like you mm-hmm. know blocking and shit no no it's yeah. it's literally turn base like and you do your thing and then everyone you need to think about what you're gonna do how you're gonna do it how that's gonna yeah. affect the rest of the people and everything so yeah, it's, you know you uh, really it's, gotta it's more like yeah out. if you're more like into ff tactics this guy yeah. or Chess. yeah or um fuck what's that uh i love the franchise and the name is gone um persona no the one with the with chrome and jesus christ chrono cross chrono trigger chrono emblem oh. Fire oh. Emblem, thank you. Fire Emblem. Oh. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not like on a grid. Like it's not as. No, like, there's no grid. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. is like turn-based combat where you have to think about who's going to be next, and like you know, you yeah. have the turn order. And yeah. You have to think about these things, but like because it's D and D, you also have like reactions. Like, you know, you. Uh, something Tax somebody, of opportunity and and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're engaging an enemy, you can't just fuck out of there. You're gonna get hit. So you gotta, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's shit that you need to kind of, you know. And I didn't, I didn't figure out for the longest time. Maybe it's because I use a controller and I'm in radial menu hell. But like with with the rogue, you can dash. You can essentially move three times your movement, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can convert your action into a dash. Yep. But as a rogue, you can also use your dash as a bonus action, so you can yep. move dash dash. But I, I, I couldn't figure out because I would move, I would do my cunning action dash, and I'd be like, I should be able to dash again, but it's a different option. I have to use the regular dash, so I have two entries in my radial menus for the cunning the action dash, and for the same thing. And for like four hours of gameplay, I was like, I play a rogue. <laughs> I know there's a way to do this. <laughs> I can move three times in a round if all I do is move. Like, yeah. So I ended up, I've talked about this at length in the Discord in our Baldur's Gate 3 uh, conversation about how like you have to go once in a while and clean out your radial menus, especially mm. for the casters. If not, you're in hell. Um, I wish or, I enjoyed playing with them. you play mouse and keyboard. But I, I hate And I have it. all the buttons. <laughs> I know. Um, it would be better for combat, but it's... At least because it's turn-based, I can take the time to just go through the menus and just take my time mm, doing my yeah, shit. That's true. You're not so rushed just, to, to combat. Exactly. So, And I'd rather do that than switch between the controller and not the mouse and keyboard in combat. And sometimes switching between the two makes the games crash because um, it's not super optimized. And I also don't play, like, often I don't play sitting like at my desk. I take my laptop and I go sit in the so it's actually my laptop's actually like further away, so the bigger okay. UI works better. And yeah, no, right. it's just just taking my time with it. Anyway, oh, uh, it's it's nice to have somebody who's playing on the ca- I, podcast. I've barely, because like it's I said, two, I've barely it's two touched episodes it of now, just me so. like it's the best thing ever, and <laughs> Joel and Leah being like, mm-hmm, I'm definitely going to play dear. more I, happy I for you in the sweetie. coming week. I, I gotta, it's gotta get to console. And then I'll, I'm gonna play it on console. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're no, I'm definitely for the PS5 gonna play more in the in the coming yeah. weeks, cat. So we can we can gush over uh, any romance characters that you've you, you've you've, you've yeah, plowed. I'm, I'm I'm planning on smooching Gale. I think that's the wizard, I'm, right? Yeah, I like the long okay. hair. Oh, <laughs> true, true. I haven't nice. like I said, we I I've only, I don't know I haven't meant with my girlfriend we cleared out the 
church-ish, like the thing at the beginning mm-hmm. dungeon-ish. And we got Wither, which was kind of cool. I'm like, I'm sure tons of people don't have Wither, which is, he's, he's so useful. Um, and then, you need him to uh, respect people. Exactly. Uh, and, and then we, we got to the village and where the, the tiefling are and they were attacked by goblins and shit, and then we stopped there. So I haven't gone further than that. So I've seen the warlock. Um, I've and I've unlocked uh, the Lady Githyanki, Shadowheart, and yeah. um, I mean the, the vampire guy. People are, are thirsting for Karlak the Barbarian. I'm like same. Um, Who's Karlak? Like bar- I haven't seen them yet. So she she comes later. So when you get the she, warlock, he gets you get a quest where you could meet her later. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a bar- she's a barbarian tiefling, and she oh is- yeah yeah we, I, we see her at the um, when you when you create your character like you can you can see like the pre made characters and she's one yeah of the, she's one she's ones. one of them but you you can she comes in your party a bit later after Will joins um, if not like uh, I because I went with the druids I get a a druid to join me and I was like and you're a snack. Also, um, <laughs> are you an option? Is he, uh, uh, is, is, is he the bear you can fuck? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, I think that's the bear you can fuck. So I'm like, oh. Bear dick. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm also a druid, so I don't know if two bears can. Probably. There's oh, a male bear and I a should, female bear. I'll, or I'll both male or both female or... For, for science, I'll try it. Yes. For science. For, for science. science. For science For the podcast. Reasons. Love it. Speaking of science... Joel, what the heck is born of bread? Because <laughs> I don't know if you can be born of bread. Oh, you can. Leah. Oh. You, you, you can be born oh, of I bread. Oh, I can. You can. You Hooray. Can, uh, Rejoice yeast, as you can be yeast, born of bread. Yeasty <laughs> treat, not to be confused with the game I Am Bread, by the way. No. True. Uh, well, I had a double that take when I read game. this. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, born of bread is a 2D side-scroller turn-based RPG. Um, It is adorable. It is so cute. Um, The demo was available for PlayStation 5, so I downloaded it. And unfortunately, I only could get about 20 minutes in, and then I I soft-locked. Like, I could not... That's a start. I not, I, and I tried to Google to see if anyone else was having some issues and I couldn't find anything. And I like restarted my game and I, un, I you know, I deleted it and re-downloaded it and I tried and I, I hit it again. So I was a bit bummed that I could only play 20 minutes of the game. Um, but what I saw so far was so cute. Um, it's, it's very self-aware and it knows like how silly it is essentially but it is like in all the best ways like i could see this easily becoming a very like memeable type of game um and so yeah the art style is so cute um the characters are just, it's just so fucking random and <laughs> it's just hilarious like at how random it is uh the combat seemed really fun um it had a lot of the the usual uh c- combat tropes and styles that, that you'd like and um, I'd be really interested in playing more of the game. So if you have a way to try the demo, um, I, I would highly encourage folks to do that. Um, it has no planned um, release date yet that I can see. Um, it says coming but, soon on Steam. Yeah, yeah. in soon. demos there. Yep. 
Yep, the demo is available on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S and X, um, and Nintendo Switch in Europe. Um, so it's coming to most stuff once it does. Mm-hmm. So are you dough? You are you, are- is your character like leavened yeast? It is a baked loaf. You're a baked loaf. He is born from the oven. Okay. And then his his (laughs) baker, his papa, like gives him clothes. It is is just hilarious how it starts because it's just like, here's this concept, go. Like, don't question it. Like, just roll with it. And then um, it's pretty, like, I just, I think it's hilarious because it's so, like, out there. Um, and <laughs> like, it is a, it might be a fun game to play when you're maybe having your mood altered and you're in a mood altered state and you're Ooh. just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna I'm, dive into this ridiculousness and, and have I'm a wa- good time. I'm watching the trailer and he pets a dog. So, you know, oh. yeah, game yeah. of the year. So yeah, that's game of the year. Yep. We may have an appropriate episode of the podcast coming soon that it may need to be featured in. Yeah. So, uh, I like I said, I, I thought it was fun. If you're at all remotely interest peaked, the first twenty minutes are fun. I can't speak to the rest. Of it, but uh, <laughs> the I, demo I was, was interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, I was. I was happy with it. I wish I could continue. Um, hopefully, it wasn't a maybe. It was just a, a me thing, but. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned you're playing Diablo 4. You had a marathon session yesterday. Did. How did that go? That was so fun because I was just basically backpacking experience from we had a few level 70 uh, ah. folks. And so they we flipped it onto tier three and I played Don't Touch Anything while uh they brought us through dungeons and um we went through yeah. a health we went through a Helltide event. And yeah. so if, if you're, I was level, I started out in when I logged on, I think I started out at level 32. And by the time I logged off, I was level 49. Nice. Holy fuck. Um, so I just, it was just like cranking them out. And then also at the end, I also had like all sacred, at least sacred weapons and armor and a few uniques. Nice. So yeah, I, we were like, this is what we're doing. And I was like, all right. And and you just just have to not sit touch there anything. and because <laughs> if you touch anything you die yeah <laughs> so, yeah pretty much yeah 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 so uh but it was fun and and now i flipped it back to my baby um tier one uh world tier one and i tried to finish some of my storylines and i just melted through it like butter yeah exactly yeah so op yeah and then uh still working through uh death's door and um, I don't know if I'll finish that game, but um, it is it's fun. It's a good time. It was free. You know, it was on a PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus. So I'm, yeah, I'm it looks so. really fun. I have it on Switch. I'll play it eventually. Yeah, that's a good game to play on Switch, I'd say. Um, that's a, a good one. It's super cute. Um, very straightforward. Pretty straightforward dynamics um, in gameplay. Um, so I... I just die a lot because the cops. <laughs> it's, like, it's a rough game. It is kind of a hard game, so yeah. I was like, "Well, I don't know how I feel about this," but especially with some Armored Core coming out uh, on Friday, as we talked about, and um, that I'm gonna download. So we'll see how much longer I play that story. Mm. But it was good. I was cool. glad I tried it. So. Cool, Simon. What have you been playing? Oh God, 
uh, so many things since I was on vacation. So uh, I got to try out uh, Russian Clank Rift Apart uh, yeah. on PC. Uh, nice. I only played for a few hours because it's chugging real hard on my PC. So I'm mm. having a lot of issues. Uh, like having like I'm playing it, then it's gonna like freeze for a second and then continue and it just it's very frustrating so i'm waiting for i know that they've they've done a lot of patches uh, since it came out um and it's probably a little bit better uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a try again uh probably in in the coming days um it looks really good though when it works well uh it looks fantastic on pc so uh they did a really good job at least graphics wise but definitely in terms of stability there's there's definitely some work to be done there so uh stay tuned definitely going to talk more about that um and i have uh, jumped into the world of satisfactory oh that was curious um yeah it is it's the one first i've been looking at for a long time it's the <laughs> first time that i um play this type of game like a uh um automation slash building slash i don't know uh, there's probably a, a term for it specifically um but uh i think they're what do they call the base building i guess you would yeah. call it um and uh i started playing it no i i bought it a month ago yeah basically a month ago and i started playing it um i think just before I went on vacation or something like that, and I'm on 100 hours played, and uh, it's, oh, wow. uh, it's definitely my jam, uh, and I, yeah. I, which is amazing because it opens up so many other games now, like Factorio, uh, Dyson Sphere Program looks really cool, uh, Timberborn looks really cool. Yes, uh, like, Timberborn so many- is great types of games now that are like oh you like like steam's like you like satisfactory well here's like 17 other different games in the same genre <laughs> yeah, that you might I like. love it um and yeah i mean i've been having a really good time i started playing it alone played a couple hours really enjoyed it uh then i made a server to play with uh, pascal actually and uh alex which is one of pascal's friend and um it was cool like it was it was a fun experience playing multiplayer but <clears throat> it's it kind of kinds of end up being the one person that plays on the server a lot, builds a lot of shit, and then like me and Pascal would come in on the server, be overwhelmed by everything that's happening, and just look off because it's oh. like we haven't built any of this, so yeah. you almost have to like build your own base, but you can only have one hub, like only have one home base. Mm-hmm. You can't have like, because mm-hmm. if we could like each have one, each set up in our little corner of the map, and then once we get to the like final setup of final push of building shit for the space elevator, then we can kind of all come together and, and, and actually make this big thing because you need so many things and resources. Uh, but you're kind of stuck in being everyone at the same place doing the same thing. Um, so unless we're all playing together at the same time, it's because we were all playing at different hours, different you know, different different uh, days. That just kind of ended up being complete mess. So we just I ended up not playing that much in multiplayer, but I played a ton of single player, and I got to the last space elevator delivery. Um, I'm there now. So, but like, <clears throat> it's it's a type of game where you ca- you feel like you want to redo your whole thing. 
just because it's like I want this is not efficient enough and I'm wasting resources and shit so I'm just gonna redo the whole setup and like there's so many things it's so many things online that you can do that you can like calculate okay well I want to make X amount of um, I don't know reinforced modular frames okay well then if you want to do that then you'll need XYZ to get mm. XYZ you need to get these resources and these machines and these set up and then these things and and now you can have blueprints you can find online you can save blueprints and it's just kind of it's a, it's a never ending well of things you can do and optimize and, and stuff and I'm yeah I'm, I'm having a really really good time and it ended up being like uh, during my vacation, so I played a lot of it. Um, and when I was sick as well last week, I played well less because I was working. But during the evenings, um, and last uh, two weeks ago, one of my favorite streamers was doing a uh, a, a dubaton. So he was stream like he streamed for seven days pretty much. So for the whole vacation, when I was on vacation, I, I was playing Satisfactory and and watching him doing his his subathon, uh, and it was nice. just kind of kind of the perfect nice. perfect mix of things. And it's a great game to. You know, put on a podcast or YouTube video or whatever, and then just get, jump on there. And then sometimes you got to pause your YouTube video because you got to do Matt and shit because you want to make sure that your calculations are okay. But there's so many resources online you can choose to do those calculations for you. But um, mm. yeah, I'm at nuclear power now. I haven't jumped into it right away, um, but I like that's my next step. You being a building a nuclear power plant to be able to uh, do all the things I need to do for the space elevator. So. Yeah, I feel you on the wanting to restart and clean up and redo everything because that's a major problem I have often when I do play a lot of those games mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I can do this more efficiently. Yeah. Let's start again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and every see, time I get a bunch further because I get yeah. faster because it's obviously more optimized. Yeah. But it's that. But it's that process that I enjoy. Like it's kind fun. of because at the beginning when you're Planning stumbling everything. around and you don't know what you're doing, you're just yeah. putting things willy nilly and you don't realize mm-hmm. there's better ways to do stuff. So yeah. Yeah, well, that's l- the fun l- of it. Well, see, I started a second because uh, you can play like it's. This is update seven. It's still in early access technically. Um, yeah. This is update seven, and yeah. update eight is in the like beta slash experimental build. So I I started a new game uh on the on the beta build the experimental branch and uh and i'm like i'm gonna be smart i'm gonna find where i'm starting i'm gonna and i'm gonna build everything on water because what's what's not annoying but you can't terraform in this game so like you have to build and and when you first start off when i first started playing the game i just built everything on the grass because i didn't know any better but like you can actually set up foundations and shit and then you can place your things and you can like have like symmetrical things and stuff and I just ended up like building at now my new base. Everything's on the water because it's all straight, and mm. you need water for a lot of things, especially when you're mid end game. Like a lot of thing requires water to cool everything down. So being near water source is really good. So I just built shit on water now. You can just make your base, your foundation, in the water, and then do like you can do like uh, you can. You no, know, do fa- like little enclosed factories as opposed to building shit like super large. You can be very small and compact. And with it, th- there's so many things you can do with this game. It's kind of crazy. Oh, that's cool. It's really interesting. It's very, I'm it's s- very, very I'm fun. I'm surprised it's still in early access. I had a feeling it was already. It's out, been around right? for a long time. Yeah, it has yeah. been. I've seen lots yeah. of my favorite YouTubers have been playing it. I've got it, you know, favorited for a while. Kind of just waiting for it, it to actually release. I mean, it, it well, it's only three years ago technically. It, it Early access came out June June eight twenty twenty. 
That's a yeah. long time still, That's I think. That's kind of a long time. But I mean, some games are in early access for like fucking yeah. <laughs> like years and years and years, so. Yeah. But yeah, I get that. so so yeah, that's what I've been. Uh, that's what I've been playing. I've been playing also. I also have uh, been playing Strange Order Culture, yeah. which is the little indie game. I finished my first playthrough at like um, four hours or something like that. I'm probably gonna play it a bit more and, and find different endings. But it's really fun. It's really cute. But really, the 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 big one that I've been playing is is really satisfactory, and I've been really really in deep into it. But I'm gonna jump into Baldur's Gate next. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't Join have much time me. to play. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't have much time to play games this week. Um, but what I did do is I installed Palia, and I realized I think my computer is on the way out because uh, I, isn't that like a the, uh, that's like the like farm sim MMO? And... Yeah, that is you know it's out in like a kind of like an early access too, beta mode. But yeah, in order to play it, I need to put it on low graphic quality and it still chugs on my computer. So I think I've been talking about getting a new computer near the end of the year anyway. So Simon, be ready to go shopping. (laughs) I'll be Um, (laughs) more than happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's time. Um, And you've been been patient enough because like video cards are finally at still expensive, but like back to reasonable yeah, amount of money. So, yeah. well, not reasonable, but you yeah. know what I mean. Not they're, not they're scalp beyond recognition. Mm. All right, folks. I think it's time to talk some video game news. Are you ready? Yes. Let's, Let's go. Do it. And we're back with the news of the week, and it's the end of an era. Today, this being the what are we twenty first? Yes, twenty first of August. Nintendo has posted a statement on their website uh, and on Twitter, uh, which, you know, when it's just a text image, we usually know it's not something that's happy news. And it's of a different type today. Uh, Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time, as far back as Super Mario 64. Mm. Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, he will be stepping back from recording character voices for our games, but he'll continue to travel the world, sharing joy of Mario and interacting with you all. It has been a major, oh, sorry. It has been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years. And we want to thank and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video message from Shigeru Miyamoto and Charles himself, which we will post at a future date. Um, Yeah, totally I'm the end of an honest. era. Reading mm-hmm. the beginning, I'm like, oh no, did he die? I did that I know. Too. The I way know. that they worded it and always, presented it, I'm like, oh yeah, shit, Daisy. It's <laughs> always spooky when when you see those, and we've had a few instances Fuck. where prominent video game voice actors, performance actors, uh, developers have passed away or not too long ago. Um, so yeah, uh, this you know brings me back to Kat and I did a hosted a panel with Charles back at Montreal Comic Con years ago, yeah. and you heard him at the beginning of this podcast episode. Um, yeah. That was a little clip that he recorded for me and Kat, um, which we've referenced a few times over the years. Uh, such a gentleman, and uh, is Cat and I were brought in to essentially you know manage the panel, but then also translate for a lot of uh, a lot of these. Uh, panels and things like that. That's what we mm-hmm. do, you know, to help with questions and things like that. But Charles knows French. So uh, he didn't need us. <laughs> right, Did Kat? not. 
Uh, the, apparently, uh, the, it's not Martinet, it's Martinet, because Martinet. Uh, exactly. from France. Exactly. Yeah. So he was actually fluent in French. It was amazing. Mm. Yeah. So apparently this hasn't, like, eagle-eared uh, Super Mario fans have noticed this uh, over as of recent, um, as there has been people who have reached out to Nintendo noticing yeah. that it wasn't Charles's voice being used in a lot of trailers and stuff for upcoming games. And I guess this yeah. is exactly Mario what we're Wonder. seeing. Yeah. Well, uh, re-listening to, to the trailer, like, yeah, this isn't Charles. It, there's yeah. a little, it's different a little bit. It's yeah. funny. And like kudos to Nintendo also too with Super Mario Brothers movie that came out not too long ago where they actually made Charles's voice Mario's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I played Mario's so dad, sweet. which was really cute. So mm-hmm. so yeah, um it's great that he's still going to be part of it cuz he was all he's always been such a phenomenal ambassador, super mm-hmm. open and welcoming and and energetic and uh and yeah, just just a very 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 nice individual happy that he's still going to be working with the company and doing stuff yeah sounds like a soft retirement yeah exactly yeah they they understand how much he means to people and how like influential mario was so i think this is a really like smart play is to say like mm-hmm. okay we're gonna we're gonna stay there around but, yeah, yeah as an ambassador and and i bet i, I bet you like he probably felt like just leaving would be wrong you know yeah. it's like oh, i can't just like stop like if, if if he has the means and if he has the energy and the gumption like to keep going so mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. seems like it's just really really sweet that like yeah. he's he's going to be around and like we don't have to like let him go like right away it's like okay mm-hmm. well okay it's coming i can prepare myself and yeah. like i'll get i'll get used to a new thing and then once he maybe fully if he ever fully retires and it'll be like, okay, not, not so much of a blow, but I mean, yeah. What, what an amazing, um, like human being and just like what, what joy it is like to know that like someone like that is behind Mario and mm-hmm. just like what, and like n- no controversy for how many, how, like yeah. how long is we doing, doing mm-hmm. this, you know, it's kind of crazy yeah. almost now. And now we can go and like do cons and things like that and just, you know, take it as much as he wants. Like you said, yeah. like a soft retirement, like mm-hmm. people still want to see him. Like we go and see all of our favorite actors of other movies and mm-hmm. cartoons and television mm-hmm. series and whatever else at Comic-Con. And yeah. he can go and champion the brand. And, you know, he is he 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 does, you know, rep it all the time. I've heard tales of people running into him on the airplane and getting to speak to him and things mm. like that on their way to E3 and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, I think I wish him all the best uh, in that we've had a, a few, you know, notable people retire over the past little while. You know, Major uh, Major Nelson as well uh, announced his he's stepping away from his role at Xbox and things like that. So, mm. you know, as the video game uh medium gets older and as you know we're longer with it we're going to see more and more of this but i'd much rather it be someone going off and celebrating rather than something sad right so this is good all right the next piece of news is coming from simon simon we've had so many instances of this over the last little while it's almost a a little twilight zoney because (laughs) we're so used to delays yeah yeah exactly but no not for and this is a ubisoft title which is you know not exactly known for uh 
uh, being early. But uh, yeah, yeah, so the uh, you know no hit at uh, Ubisoft. Maybe maybe a little hit at Ubisoft there. Uh, but uh, yeah, they announced that um, Assassin's Creed Mirage would be releasing uh, earlier than anticipated. So the game will now be out uh, on October fifth, uh, as opposed to I th- when I forget what the original date was. But anyways, no, now it's an October November ish. November something, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. Um and uh yeah, I'm 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 surprisingly looking forward to it. Uh one of the when we were looking at the uh at the trailer for I was rewatching the trailer for Mirage uh, in preparation for, for, for the news and like it it looks like it takes all the f- to me, all the fun I had with um in, in Odyssey, like I usually approach to fort or mission or whatever as stealth first, and then whenever I got um, discovered, I would switch to melee combat or whatever. Um, and I really enjoyed the stealth part, and I, I wanted kind of more of that. And it really feels like they've taken uh, basically like the stealth mechanics from Odyssey, maybe from Valhalla, but I didn't, I, I, I didn't play a ton of stealth in Valhalla, um, and kind of really built it and made the whole game out of that stealth system and added more tools and stuff so i'm uh i'm looking forward to playing it like there's a lot of things coming out during that time mm-hmm. <laughs> in the next uh in the next few months so i don't know how how well uh, how much time i'll actually have to play to play the game um but I'm looking forward to it. I think I think that it's going to be uh, an interesting title, and it's a smaller game, which is something Thank goodness. that I think a lot of people have kind of been looking forward to. So yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, uh, something, and I'm not going to say, but it's bite. It sounds like it's going to be bite sized compared to other Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not going to be a, a, a mega insane open world plus hundred hours game, which endeavor. is yeah. yeah. No, I think this is good, and like. <sighs> That's my favorite thing about Assassin's Creed is being an assassin, being sneaky, sneaky, stabby, stabby, right? Yeah, yeah. pulling no, people into the hay barrels. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking for it. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a game. I hope it's gonna be a good game. Um, I, I'm I'm due to get back into an Assassin's Creed game, so hopefully it's this one. Sweet, Cat, tell us about this uh, study that has been done around toxic gamers. Turns <laughs> out they're bad for business. <laughs> Ooh, the funk. Shocking. Surprise. Shocking. Yeah. So we've heard a lot of stories of a lot of online games tackling uh, gamer toxicity. Um, and toxic gamers would reply with, oh, your game's going to shut down because we won't play and we won't spend our money. Well, fuck you. Apparently, you're not worth it. Um, so this, uh, this study was uh, uh, published by Take This, which is... A, a nonprofit uh, that revolves around support community mental wellness and gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this white paper uh, was done uh, with uh, Nielsen, who polled 2,328 teens and adults in North America about their experiences with toxic gaming communities and how those experiences influence player engagement and spending in those spaces. Mm. So the three highlights uh, is that males are more likely to quit a game because of harassment than women. 42% of all males have quit a session or quit playing permanently because they were uh, subject to harassment at least sometimes. 
Uh, is that because we as females are used to it? I was going to say, I think we tolerate I, I think, it. I think so. I think for us, a lot. <laughs> I think for us, it's the default setting. Is yeah. we're going to play online, we're going to get harassed. Yeah, as in for guys, yeah. when it happens, they're like, oh, oh. Oh, this is not fun. I'm like, it's not part of your core gaming experience. It's not Must be part nice. of your core life experience. Is this, yeah, yeah, in general. Yeah. yeah. Uh, younger players are more likely to take action against groups that are toxic. Like players under 18 are more likely to avoid spending. They'll leave groups or they won't join groups at all. Good for so them. everybody's talking about how Gen Z has no chill. They have no chill for your toxic gamers either. Good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Go Gen Fuck. Z. Yeah. They don't care about their ranking. They'll quit yeah. the they'll quit the match yeah. and take your ranking down with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and seven out of ten players have avoided playing certain games because of the reputation of the community. Oh god. Oh my that god. That is truth. Well, well basically any online competitive game, don't play. <laughs> Yeah. Or yeah, if a basically. game comes out under a controversial IP or Oh yeah, for I sure. I mean that game shall not be named. Like that was that was bonkers. So yeah. I mean I don't play Call of Duty for that reason. <laughs> like yeah. so the TLDR, there's a PDF with um you know like more details about mm-hmm. uh the research and everything. But uh, and a bit more of like the the numbers and the split per. Uh, this one uses just a, a gender binary, just males and females. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we could wrap a lot of like the other <laughs> gender uh, identities mm-hmm. into the female, ex- basically the non male experience. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's the big thing is like for me that came out of this is how younger gamers don't give a shit and take no shit. Therefore, mm-hmm. if you want your future online games to be profitable, you're going to have to clean house Yep. in your mm-hmm. communities. Yeah. You're going to have to focus on fostering inclusive, um, diverse communities. And I'm sorry, but you know, a lot of people say it's a paradigm to exclude people from inclusive communities, but you have to. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. You're I'm not, sorry. You're not you're not you're excluding them because they're being bad apples. Yeah. They're they're making you're not choices. Them because of, yeah, yeah exactly. you're not doing it for any other reason besides they did something that was bad for the community, bad for the game, bad towards other people. Therefore, so long. Bye. Don't let the well, door yeah. hit your butt on the way out. You it know, like mean that it's not no the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it just can't be a free for all. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just go ahead, Kat. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I just thought it was interesting in the sense of um, what they said about males versus females. Like I was expecting. Mm. Uh, Yeah. We know that. And how a lot of us just avoid online gaming altogether because of toxic experiences. But the thing about like under 18s having no chill and taking action against Mm -hmm. because toxic uh, communities, because we all have this idea of like, you know, the 12-year-old Fortnite player that says the N-word on chat. Uh, apparently, yeah. that is not the, that's not the uh, actual portrait of young gamers. Most well, maybe of them, it was when we started. Yeah. And now they've grown out of it because they've learned better. And not, I can't say grown up because it's still 12-year-olds, but like, they know better. 
Well, yeah, because they re they receive it all the time through other social media platforms. So like they understand what it feels like to be bullied and like they they have better uh internet etiquette because like as they're learning how to be a good human, they're learning like hopefully how to be a good human. They're like learning how to do that online and like mm. what that's going to look like online. So I think like their development is just we like we're just not going to take it anymore. But I think that's true. Like when we were younger, that was the perception. But now it I, I don't know how like widespread that reputation like is because I know quite a few younger people that they just don't they're like not they're not interested in social media because they're like, this is terrible and this is bad mm -hmm. for me. And like, I just feel bad about myself and it causes all this drama. And mm -hmm. so they're just, they like, they're just not that interested. They're interested in posting content and having a conversation around the content that they post, but they're just not interested in like having an Instagram or like having like those types of things. They're just, mm -hmm. it's just yeah. not what they want to be a part of. And good for them. <laughs> get that. I've personally I've noticed ever since that Elon ruined Twitter. I'm like you mean X? Yeah, whatever. Um <laughs> I I've like it's another uh dependence it's another like addiction that's that's been severed. You know, like I weaned myself off of Facebook a few years back. Yeah. And I weaned myself off of Instagram a few years back, and now that yep. Twitter is a shit show. Now it's just like, I just don't go on social other than to post a few things myself, oh, maybe. Media. Yeah. Uh, I've unfollowed a bunch of people. I just kept the people that are close to me. I think that's what's nice about like being on threads or blue skies. Like I've recurated the people I follow mm -hmm. and I don't look at it every day anymore. It's, uh, the yeah. It's blue sky. It's, it's another one. It's Twitter. It's a Twitter clone made by Jack of Twitter. Okay. It's it's still like it's unmoderated. There's a bunch of crypto bros and everything, but it's oh, another one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And seeing what's going on right now in the media ecosphere with C18. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting kind of watching. I feel like we're in a bit of a like social media reckoning. Mm. Um as we kind of learn to see, you know, how all these we're learning so much of like how can companies are managed and things like that. And as they change hands and how complicated it is to run an online community and make sure that things are protected and stuff. I mean, even in our little very tiny corner of the discord sphere, right. And what, how we have to moderate stuff, right. It's mm. uh, and what you can tolerate and what you don't. Right. And where you draw the line. And it's, it, it's, hopeful and reassuring that the generation after us is taking no shit. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, I got a really quick one. Uh, this was announced today. If you like customating, uh, customating, customizing your consoles and things like that, and you know, putting your, your own little spin on things. Um, Xbox has announced these Xbox series X wraps, mm. uh, to kind of spice up your console. 
Um, when I first saw this, and uh, the ones that they've announced include a Starfield one, which makes sense, since that's the biggest game that they've got coming out in the next little while, mm-hmm. and one and two different camo-colored ones, one that's kind of a blue and one that's kind of an icy white color, um, my mind immediately went to D-brand skins, because yeah. when I think skins and whatever, mm-hmm. I yep. think, and, and Kat, you and I have gone through the process of, you know, trying out using console skins and things like that in the past, when I saw these, especially uh, Tom Warren's video showing how it attaches, it's not a sticker. It's a piece of plastic that kind of like wraps around the console in a way. Um, and it huh. it reminds me, obviously, when you change off the side panels on the PlayStation, you're like replacing yeah, it. But this yeah. is more of a of a, a wrap. It's exactly that, a skin that goes around, but it's harder and looks like you'd be easier to remove if you ever wanted to and, you know, spice up life and change it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought these are really cool because obviously I like change. I like having the different color con- uh, controllers. I haven't really gotten into changing up my consoles too much, but I also like the fact that you don't have to worry about sticker residue or anything like that. Mm-hmm. D-Brand was really good. I found that it didn't leave too much residue or anything like that or something that wasn't difficult to clean, but uh, it is something to think about of how much work and making sure it's perfect and all that kind of stuff. And this kind of takes that challenge out of things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They need more options than camo camo in Starfield though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, I, I'm I tired of having start. like the, I, I want some nice stuff. Yeah. Some cool stuff, you know? Well, the Starfield one, considering like how nice the Starfield it controller is, nice. is mm. I, I would be down for having like the wrap and the controller. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not into a camel either. No. I don't know. I don't think anyone's in a camel. I don't know why they keep making camel. Yeah. Well, I would lo- well, they must. The numbers camo. must be there. The numbers it's not must even be there. Just camel. It's like blue camel. Like, it's blue camel and white, this? icy white yeah, camel. Yeah. yeah. I just think like that's what. Why isn't it green camel? I don't know. I was just like, who chose this color? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm Especially because box. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't gone for like Halo or yeah. Like, they will. They you know they will. They'll come out with something like and align with some sort of like anniversary or announcement or something like that, and they'll come out with it. I want to see all those iridescent controllers in a wrap. That's we, iridescent. Yeah. Yeah. Then yes, you yes, can yes, take yeah. my money, Xbox. I will yeah. give it to you gladly. Give me all the bright, girly, ridiculous, chromatic, iridescent, whatever, mm-hmm. and I will take my money now. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, interesting to see because, you know, people like to customize their stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, personalize it. Yep. Last story of the day, Joelle. Yeah, well, if... Uh- you are interested in another expensive gaming on the go product. Um, this I thought was really interesting. Um, Samsung is making the first portable projector with built in cloud gaming. So, this is going to bring a hundred sweet inches of cloud gaming goodness anywhere without lugging around a TV. So, you know, some people, they, they don't have TVs. They just use projectors for everything. And they, um, you know, plug it into to wherever and, and just stream that way. So um, Samsung is upgrading. It's already on the market. Freestyle projector is what it's called. Uh, it's turning it into a portable cloud gaming device, offering up to uh, 100 inches of high-definition screen space without the need 
to lug around an actual monitor. Um, the Freestyle Gen 2 uh, is Samsung's gaming hub, which gives you access to numerous cloud gaming apps like Xbox Cloud Gaming, NVIDIA's GeForce Now, and Amazon Luna. Oh. Uh, it's the same No gaming... Google Stadia? I wonder yeah, why. No, none of that, hmm. I guess. Uh, What's not, that? Not supported. What's that? Uh, <laughs> it's the future of gaming, Leah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know. It wouldn't know. It, no. it's, it's so revolutionary and forward-thinking; yeah. it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, it's it's the same type of gaming hub that you're going to see on the newer Samsung smart TVs. You connect a controller via Bluetooth, and it, you know you have to have one of these memberships um, already booted up. But the projector outputs actually look pretty damn good, if if it's true. 1080p with a refresh rate of 60 hertz, um, which is good for cloud gaming. And How expensive is it going to be? Oh, it's expensive. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> and then obviously, depending on the available projection surface, it, it shifts from either 30 inches to 100 inches. So you could go small, small or big. Um, and then, of course, it has the same uh, smart TV apps like Hulu and Netflix for watching shows and sports. Um it it is recommended uh, in the article uh, from PC Gamer that you are in like a low light area, as you would probably with any sort of um, projector. And this I thought was interesting. It's foolproof, easy setup. It automatically levels, focuses, and optimizes the picture. So this um, is used to eliminate the need for tweaking uh, based mm. on, you know, where you're at, which is mm -hmm. nice because if it's portable, you're going to obviously have it in different spaces like all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you can buy a backup battery if you'd like to. Um, and also it, there's no Ethernet uh, cord option. So you have to do it over Wi-Fi, which also I think is a very... Uh, big of a gamble, so you better mm. have good internet where you're at uh, in order to do cloud gaming efficiently. Man, fuck, and no, fuck no interference. Wires. Yeah, no, no wires. Um, so, how much is this gonna set you back? Well, if you didn't want to grab a Steam Deck or an Ally Rogue, you can pick this bad boy up for seven nine nine ninety nine, just under eight hundred smackaroos. God damn it. That's too much, US too dollars, money. too, That's not US beaver dollars. dollars. So I don't that know. There's only like 900 monies. bones for us. I don't know. What no, the more than that. $1,000. $1,000. So. Oof. But maybe it'll come down in price after a while. If this takes off, who knows what else can come with it. But I do think it's interesting. Apparently, I, I'm into like finding articles about. <laughs> like marginal gaming stuff with like Netflix trying this out and now Samsung is adding this to their table but I mean yeah we're, it's coming the integration is happening gaming is going to be on available on like everything of every device so yeah what I don't understand is like can you do it like how about if you don't have a Wi-Fi network running like if you go out in the woods yeah and you want to set this up because you're camping Gone camping. No, but okay? there's He's yeah, but you won't be able to access anything. And this thing, so that he can play games on the go. Yeah, but it's to play games on a cloud network. So if there's no cloud network, you're not playing games. Yeah. Then what it, is this for? Well, if you don't have a Nothing. TV, because some people don't like they don't do TVs. They just they don't have room. Like I, 
uh, a friend who lived in New York. They didn't have any wall space for a TV. They didn't want a TV taking up any wall space in okay. their little tiny apartment. So they had a projector. And so when they wanted to watch something, they'd set up the projector. Um, and so like if, if you're in a space where you don't want a TV or don't have a TV, or like if you're in a garage and like maybe you just use, like you're in the garage all the time and that's what you use to stream, mm. um, then you could... You could do it there. I mean, a, a lot of people use projectors, so there's yeah. definitely a market there. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're just gonna have to be in a space with really good Wi-Fi to game. But if you want to just watch something, you know, it still has that purpose. Yeah, um, there's it's definitely a- cheaper price points. I do like oh, the yeah. idea of casting to the ceiling, though. That would be yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Or like if you go somewhere and you know you do like a watch party, and again, like no one has a TV or the TV is not big enough, like. Some people break out a projector. We've um, done that at my sister's place in the back garden when there's hockey mm-hmm. games on. I can remember one yeah. Uh, yeah. one uh, New Year's where there was a hockey game on and we broke out the projector and I set up the Chromecast really and we fun. pitched the game to it. It was great, yeah. but exactly like this was talking about, like, we were in a low light setting. It was a not the greatest projector. And also, too, like, finic- like messing with it to make sure that the picture was as crisp as you could make it. Like, it's really finicky. Yeah, so, so having this, that feature is good. Yeah, I mean, it's expensive, but it does sound like it has a lot of bells and whistles. So I don't know. I don't I'm not an expert in the projector market, but like, you're not. <laughs> oh, I, Why? I, just, I don't know what a typical like high level one will run. Yeah, I'm sure it's this is more, but it does seem like. I when I was reading this, I'm like, I bet this thing's like 600 bucks. So I wasn't I wasn't too hmm. far off US, but it's yeah. still it's still a pinch, it's still a pinch in the wallet. But yeah, I would be getting a Steam Deck or Republic of Gamers Ally or yeah. something else before this. Yeah, in my I, opinion. I, I would get like a, a cheaper projector that you can connect to your yeah. nicer yeah. gaming thing. Like, yeah, you, you can get like decent cheap projectors for like 150 to 100 dollars on Amazon now. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Well, that pretty much wraps up the show for this week. As always, I invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for links to all the stories mentioned in this episode. Thank you, Catherine, for always putting that together for us. If you have the power to rate and review this podcast where you were listening, uh, it'd be much appreciated if you could do so. Why? It helps with discovery, pushes us up in the rankings, and we love to hear what you have to say. It helps us build our show. I want to thank everybody for being on the panel this week and talking video games. It's nice to be the core four around here again. Yeah. It's been so nice to have you back again. All right. Let's shout out our social media handle so you can follow everybody online. Catherine, where can people find you? I am CSDSBNS, CSDBN, Twitter, Instagram, threads, blue scribe, whatever. But uh, like I said, I'm less and less on there, but I'm always in the Girls on Games Discord, posting yeah. dank memes and chatting Baldur's Gate 3. Hells yeah. Showing all the spaghetti sauce. Which mm-hmm. means soon. Mm-hmm. Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at joellelauren87. You can also find me on the platform that is formerly known as Twitter under gamer underscore comfy. Uh, but always on the Girls on Games Discord. Come check it out. It's really, really fun. There's been some new people and it's been a good time. So nice. come on, come on over. Simon, you got yeah. any cute fuzzy creature or awesome humans for us to oh, follow today? Oh, hell yeah, I got a cute fuzzy creature. Yes! Uh, 
Yeah, he's uh, Friendly Noodles. Maybe you already follow him, Kat, because he's a bit popular, so maybe you already know who he is. Um, but he is a uh, adorable floof of a cat. And, oh, yes! Um, Sorry. He, uh, he has the most expressive faces, and he makes the funniest moves, and just, I love him. He's so cute, and he's adorable and amazing. So go follow friendly.noodles on Instagram, but I think he does YouTube and stuff also. So I, I, yeah. I've, he's, uh, he's wandered across my For You page on TikTok a few times. He's uh, <laughs> I don't know what like he's a long hair. Looks like a some sort of Burmese slash Himalayan slash Persian slash whatever. Mm. He's adorable and he has yeah the most expressive face and like uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a big section on their uh, Instagram that's called edits, basically just memes and it's it when I'm sad I just I I, I just go on there and it's it makes everything better. Oh yeah, love he's it. The best. Here, I'm, I'll, I'll 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 share one for for the class. Excellent. I am Leah Jewer on most social media platforms, but of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at the Girls on Games on X slash Twitter and Facebook. I like that, uh, like the artist formerly known as Prince kind of meme thing that people are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, it works. Formerly known as Twitter, I like mm-hmm. that. Um, we're just girls on games no thought in there on Instagram and threads but of course as everybody's been talking about discord.me slash girls on games to continue this lovely conversation and more but as always if you ever want to find anything at all you can track it down at our home base that is our website girlsongames.ca thank you Kat thank you Joelle thank you Simon it's been another lovely week in video games and uh, I don't know what I'm off to play this week. There are so many options and so many good things coming, but uh, I'm sure I will have something to talk about next week, so don't you worry. Until then, (laughs) enjoy your week, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.